We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Ventline, the one show where you get to react to how the purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Ventline. Here's Cousins. Pressure. Down it goes. 49ers get to the quarterback that time with DeForest Buckner. Cousins has time. Going far sideline. Cousins in trouble, steps away, Buckner coming again, and he got him again! DeForest Buckner was there. Second and goal, Morris again, Morris is not going to get there, ball may have come out! Waiting on a signal, the Vikings say they have it! They do! Alright, winner, winner! 24-16, the final as the Minnesota Vikings start off their season with a victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Vikings 1-0. This is Vikings Vent Line, brought to you by Lucky Third Lucky's 13 Pubs uh, around the Twin Cities. I'm Manny Hill, riding solo today. Got Jonathan running the board. We're going to take your call, 651 646 8255. Let us know what you thought of the game. Vikings start out the season with a win. And uh, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Go to the callers right away. Chansey in Fargo. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, it's great that Vikings football is back on. Yes. Uh, feels like fall now. Uh, really happy about it. And in typical Vikings fashion, never boring. Uh, always making you work to the very end. Uh, game looked like it was totally in control, and uh, they always make it interesting. But a couple players that stood out positively. Daniil Hunter yes. looked great. Pursuit uh, was awesome. Uh, I haven't had a chance to do the full U.S. Bank stadium tour yet. I'm guessing the uh, benches down where the players sit are very comfortable and nice, just like everything else. And I would say Mackenzie Alexander can probably get used to sitting on one of those for a while. Uh, Hughes looked terrific. I don't see any reason to make a change uh, when Alexander's healthy. A uh, couple things that I guess to nitpick in a win. I didn't really like the play calling down the stretch. Uh, the kind of got in the function of we're going to run out the clock and it's going to be run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt. I uh, would have liked to seen them mix it up a little bit more. And, you know, again, another small nitpick. I was nervous in the first half when Zimmer wouldn't even kick the uh, field goal on the first drive. 55-yard field goal. I know the kicker was a little shaky in the preseason. But if you bring in a kicker and say he's got a big leg, uh, let him kick the ball. Let him try. Because you got the best defense in the NFL, and if he leaves them in a short field position, uh, they should be able to dig you out of the hole anyway. So I think points are going to be as a, a premium when the season goes on, and I'd like to see him uh, take that field goal. But good win to get us started. Very workmanlike performance, and you guys have a great year. All right, thanks, Chancy. Chancy and Fargo giving us a call there on Ventline. Yeah, I mean, I, I there were a few things that kind of bugged me a little bit. Uh, I think for the most part, the offensive line, especially I think in the first half, was pretty shaky. There were a few times where Kirk Cousins was uh, was under duress, but I thought he I thought he handled the pressure pretty well uh, for the most part. And and you know the Vikings did enough to to win the game, but. Hopefully, you know, a lot of the things that we saw are, are, are things that are going to get cleaned up as, you know, you go through that first game of the season. And uh, we'll see how things go the rest of the way. Chancey, thanks for the call. Ben in Florida, you're on Vikings Ventline. What's up? 
Hey, um, just, uh, I just want to have one message for Kirk Cousins. Slide. Uh, he goes head first way too much for my liking. Uh, he needs to go on a slide because I know the GM's going to have to have a word with him about, you know, I'm paying you $90 million. You need to learn how to slide and not take an unnecessary hit. Um, but I think the defense is going to take us. The defense is going to take a step up. They were great last year. The turnovers is what really changed the game. They came at critical time. So, good win for the Vikings. But Kirk Cousins, you need to learn how to slide, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, thanks for the call, Ben. Um, yeah, I 100% agree, especially that last run where they where he ended up being short and they the Vikings challenged. Um, yeah, Kirk, just slide, man. Because it looked like he dove forward and it looked like he took a hit to his right shoulder, which is obviously his throwing shoulder, too. He was obviously fine, didn't get injured on the play, but those are the kind of things that you, you know, especially with him when you're getting the kind of money that he's getting and how vital he is to this team. Yeah, that's probably uh, probably a better idea to slide there, Kirk. Uh, think about that next time. All right. Thanks for the call. Harry in Connecticut, you're on Vikings Vent Line. What's happening? Hey, man, how's it going? Um, good. You know, new year, your new season. Um, you know, I, I would say it was – it, it was a good win. I mean, I don't really have. Uh, I, I mean, with like Kirk Cousins, I mean, yeah, he was a bit of a, you know, like my like previous caller said, there was a few moments there where I was a little concerned about you know what he was doing um, here and there, you know, the scrambling ability and things like that. You know, my bigger concern is still, you know, like is you know that offensive line still to me has to get uh, you know sort of figured out. And I had a question. I like I couldn't see the entire game. I was catching on red zone and you know checking in and stuff like that, but. Was Brian O'Neill like even put in the game at all? Because I feel like the only time I heard about him over the summer was when he was talking about like trying to put on weight and his meal plans and stuff like that and working out. But is is was it still Rashad Hill for the most part at right tackle? Or because I saw like Bruckner like I don't know how many sacks like you know that's something I don't know how long that's going to be uh, sustainable in that environment. I mean, aside from now, your defense looked great. I, mean, I can't say nothing about that. Um, uh, you know, better. I mean, Mike Hughes is like a like a just a complete stud. Like he, I mean, he looks like yeah. That's the reason why they took him in the first round. But it makes you one to two uh, with the offensive line. Would it have been better to go with a guard or a tackle? Anyway, man, thanks so much. Bye. Yeah, thanks for the call, Harry. Um, yeah, I mean that that was something that was discussed pretty much all off season when after the Vikings drafted Mike Hughes with that first round pick. That you know there were other offensive there were offensive linemen that were there. It was like three different guards. Um, that could have been drafted, and that was always kind of a question. And Brian O'Neill, I, the word that I have heard on him and that a lot of people have talked about, Matthew Collar has talked about um, several times on this station, is that Brian O'Neill is a project, that there's potential there for him, that he's a good athlete, but he's a project, and it's going to be a long time before we can expect to to see him on the field at all. And when you look at the injuries that they had with Pat Elfline uh, being a question mark all the way through the preseason, and obviously he wasn't available today. I mean, this, that's part of the reason why they went and traded for Brett Jones and why Brett Jones ended up starting at center today because, you know, Brian O'Neill, they drafted him in the second round, and he's a project, and he's not ready to play yet. And so Rick Spielman and and uh, Mike Zimmer, they had to go out and, and get somebody a, a veteran player to go out there and play uh, just because Brian O'Neill is, is, is not ready to not ready to step in yet, but you know, we'll see how it goes with him. 
Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something debated debated about. I think all season long, Mike Hughes did play well. He had the pick six today. Uh, he also did get burned on one play, I believe, in the third quarter. That kind of changed things, but um, otherwise, you know, we'll we'll see how things go. But right now, that offensive line is going to be a question mark uh, as as long as the season goes along. Randy Sacramento, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Manny? What's I actually, I was actually expecting this to be a pretty close game, yeah. not in the manner that it went through. I thought it was going to be close throughout the game, but the Niners made the late run. But to the defense's credit. There were so many times that the Niners were threatening the score and the defense showed out. The defense was outstanding today. Harrison Smith showed why he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Trey Wayne, for everyone that loves to trash on him and clown on him as the punching bag because he's not Xavier Rhodes, think about that play he made to break up a touchdown in the end zone, okay? Not only that, then there was that hell of a defensive stand at the goal line where the Niners were threatening the score as well, this defense showed out today. And I thought Kirk Cousins made a lot of good throws, a lot of, like that dime to uh, Stephon Diggs in the end zone, that was a perfectly thrown ball. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's worth the price of admission. Then not only that, I think the only thing I will take away from this game, Tom Compton, he's been a disaster. The fact that he was today isn't really news to me. But I thought the play calling, the offensive play calling by Flip was a little bit questionable, especially to end the first half. I felt like they settled and they were just like, okay, we'll just, we'll just settle and see what happens instead of going for it. They just seemed to just really not care and just try not to lose instead of the, instead of winning the game. So I thought it was a solid win, uh, overall, but just the play calling on the offense just needs to get a little bit better. Yeah, Randy, it was it was interesting that I was kind of thinking the same thing at the end of the first half. It just, you know, they were starting to move the ball a little bit, and then all of a sudden they got to about midfield, and just for whatever reason it just completely changed, and it was like a disaster up until the end of the half there. And I don't know if that was play calling or if it, there were, it looked like there was a little bit of a breakdown in protection a couple of times. Cousins didn't really look comfortable. It was a weird end of the first half, and you're kind of like you're kind of left like, huh? Like, what was that type of thing? You know? Yeah, they they started off, I believe, with a screen that broke off. There was a screen pass. I don't know if it was to Dalvin Cook or whoever it was, and then after that, it was just a dump off to whoever, and it just felt like there was no aggressiveness. There was no yeah. sort. It was just like, okay, well, this is just what's happening. We'll figure it out. And it's just, I don't remember that at any point. I get it's only week one, but if we're talking about being a Super Bowl team, I don't remember that being a problem last year with Pat Shermer at all, where at any point I was like, what are you doing right now, Pat Shermer? Like, what, what, why did you do that? I never thought that once, and I felt like there were multiple times in this game where I'm like, flip, like, what's going on, bro? What are you doing right now? Like, step it up. You're supposed to be the guy. So, I mean, it's week one. Maybe he'll, he'll get better. He's not Shermer. I get it, but... It needs to get better, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Great call, Randy. Thanks. That's realistic, Randy, there calling in. Um, yeah, I, I agree. There were there were some times where they were calling some plays, and, and I don't know if it's really like the play calling specifically versus, you know, the execution of the plays. I don't know. It, it was just really weird. In the fourth quarter, we saw that, too, a couple of times where the Vikings offense just kind of stalled when – when they needed to chew up some clock and it was just kind of like a run, run, pass, punt type of thing a couple times in a row. So, 
Uh, we'll we'll see how things go the rest of the way here. Uh, keeping going with the calls, Eric in Bismarck. You're on Vikings Vent Line. What's happening, Eric? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so it was good to get a W. I uh, I just wanted to bring up two points. First, I you know I thought the offensive line improved as the game went on, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was part of the play calling or what, but it's. I, I mean, we all know what to expect from the offensive line. It's, it's going to have its moments this year. Uh, but I just thought the offense had good rhythm and it was moving. And where I'll be critical is actually in the piece that won the game for them. The defense, although came up big in plays, was giving up chunks of yardage. There was that Greg Kittle play that could have um, just broken things open. Mm-hmm. It's looking like the last six quarters of last year's playoff team. I really hope that they can tighten that up a little bit because when you're playing a borderline playoff team in Garoppolo, you can get away with those things. When you go to Lambeau next week, those better be buttoned up now. Yeah. No, I, 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 Eric, I'm with you. And there were a few times where, you know, the Vikings made some plays. Thanks for the call, Eric. The, the Vikings made some plays on defense. Listen, they Garoppolo threw three picks today. And so, I mean, <laughs> You you don't want to overlook that and and you know forget that that happened because that's one thing I think with this Vikings defense that you want to see a little bit more of. You want to see them force a few more turnovers. They got a great they forced a turnover down at the goal line in the first half that uh, kept the 49ers out of the end zone, kept the score at ten to three at that point because the 49ers were in position to to right inside the five yard line to score and and they caused a fumble and Harrison Smith recovered it. Um, so, you know, they, they forced some turnovers, but there were a few times where it looked like they were getting burned and they were bailed out a couple of times by 49ers receivers, uh, dropping passes. Garoppolo overthrew a couple of guys. There was a touchdown that Garoppolo overthrew his tight end that was wide open in the back of the end zone. And, uh, and Jimmy just overthrew him. So there were a few moments where, you know, you you looked at it and you said, eh, you know, you got to clean some of those things up. Uh, and, you know, that's going to be something to watch because, like the last caller said, I mean, you're going to Lambeau Field next week and you're going to get a healthy Aaron Rodgers, presumably. We'll see how things go tonight for the Packers. But Still has to get their Cleo Mack t- tonight. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, very true. Um, but that's Jonathan Harrison, by the way, running the controls, taking your calls on Vikings Vent Line. Um yeah, I mean you're you're going to be going up against Aaron Rodgers next week, and some of the some of the mistakes that you might have made on defense, they didn't really show up in the box score today, and it looked like you know you look at the final box score, all the game they only gave up 16 points, but you know Garoppolo made some bad throws. He made some good throws today too. Don't make you know, let's not sleep on that. But he, there were some bad throws where he overthrew guys, and guys were dropping passes too. Uh, so the Vikings defense got bailed out a little bit, but you know what? They made some plays as well, and uh, the the interception by Xavier Rhodes was big. Mike Hughes gets the pick six, which I think really changed uh, changed things for the game too, and and kept it as an as an eight point game, or it led to it being an eight point game. So um, kind of a mixed bag of things from the Vikings defense, but overall a win. Will St. Paul, what's happening? You're on Vikings vent line. Hey, thanks for taking my call. A uh, couple things. Number one, Laquan Treadwell is just is so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had the drop, and I think the ball might have been tipped to still. Hit him right in between the hands. Got to make that catch. Um, he had another drop later on. 
Um, and he did end up making a catch later and made a nice move to gain some yards. But still, for a first-round pick, he's just given us nothing. Um, you know, we, and we had some wide receivers we ended up cutting last week, who I think had some potential. Um, I know we signed one or two back to the practice squad, but still, I, I, I understand the first-round pick, and you don't want to give up on that. But I just think there are more talented guys who could produce more that we can have on the roster instead of him. So that's frustrating. And then secondly, uh, the play calling at the end of the fourth quarter on third down when we decide to throw the ball instead of run it, I don't like that, number one, risking interception. But number two, we let the 49ers keep a timeout. Now, obviously, it didn't matter in the end, but that could have come back to bite us when the 49ers have that timeout. Yeah, thanks for the call. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely something to look at. You know, I, I think that, you know, and, and you know, John Filippo, he's he's the new offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator with the Browns a few years ago. And, you know, things didn't work out there. But we saw the good work that he did in Philadelphia, help, helping with the quarterbacks and, and Nick Foles. And obviously Carson Wentz is terrific. Um, So this is kind of a new situation for him. But, yeah, I, I think the, the play calling is, I think it's fair to sort of look at it and say, okay, couple of things that you got to clean up and 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 fix and you know maybe they were trying a few things I don't know but that third down when the Vikings were trying to milk the clock and run things out and it looked like Cousins was trying to find Kyle Rudolph and it was almost picked off and that stopped the clock and it let the 49ers keep their timeout they got the ball back and you know Garoppolo made a throw a terrible pass to Harrison Smith to to ice the game on the interception but uh, yeah, that's that's something to be monitoring. I think going forward here is you have a new coordinator and a new quarterback, and your running back is back from you know a big injury, and he's trying to get reacclimated to things and a new system and everything as well. So that is uh, definitely something to uh, to monitor going forward here. You are listening to Vikings Vent Line. I'm Manny Hill. Jonathan Harrison is running the controls, and uh, at some point we're going to get in touch with Matthew Collard. He's out at U.S. Bank Stadium, and uh, we'll get his thoughts and reflections on the game uh, as well. But right now, we're going to take a quick pause. Come back. Give us a call, 651-646-8255. Vikings win 24-16 over the 49ers. Kirk Cousins, 20 of 36, 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 95.1 passer rating. 651-646-8255. You are listening to Vikings Vetline. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings Vent Line now continues. Cousins has time going for the sideline. Zone, it's Diggs. Touchdown. Second and goal. Morris again. Morris is not going to get the ball. They have come out. Waiting on a signal. The Vikings say they have it. Blitz coming. Garoppolo sees it, fired, intercepted, and a clear route to the end zone for Mike Hughes. Touchdown. He'll do a second and goal from the 11 after the penalty. Cousins going end zone. There's Kyle Rudolph. Touchdown. Yeah, a couple of nice touchdown passes from Kirk Cousins. This afternoon as the Vikings beat the 49ers 24-16. Off to a 1-0 start in the season. Kirk Cousins, 20-36, of 244, two touchdowns, no picks. 
95.1 passer rating. Touchdowns to Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph. Continuing on the phone lines as Vikings Vent Line rolls on. Manny Hill with you. Running solo. Phil Mackey will be with me next week. And uh, let's continue on the phones. Brian in North Carolina. Now, Brian, are you... Where in North Carolina are you? Are you in Charlotte? Because the Cowboys and Panthers are playing out there right now. Oh, no. Actually, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm okay. on floor hockey right now, actually. Sweet. What's up? I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised by all the whining I'm hearing from Vikings fans. I mean, my God. It's it Ventline, though, Brian. It's Ventline. That's what we call it, Ventline. I Ventline. understand that, but for God's sakes, I mean, they're absorbing <laughs> a new quarterback. And I know you're with me, Manny. They're absorbing a new quarterback. They're yeah. absorbing a new offensive coordinator. They're playing a team that also is making changes and is on the come. This was a really nice escape with a fairly comfortable win. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I hear you. I, I I think when you you look at this when you look at this team as a whole, the the expectations are so high because you bring in Kirk yeah. Cousins and. This thought that it's Super Bowl. I mean, everybody's thinking Super Bowl right now. So I think the the natural reaction to anything that goes wrong in a game like this, especially the first game of the season, and everybody's riled up and pumped up and ready to yeah. go, that any little thing that goes wrong, it's like, oh my God, what is happening, and and that sort of thing. And by, but and by the way, by the way, don't underestimate absorbing a new offensive line. Much of it, anyway. Yeah, and and really, I think when you when you look at somebody like Tom Copton, I I don't think. The hope is that next week or in a couple of weeks that Tom Compton is not your starting left guard, that Brett Jones is your starting yeah. left guard and you have Pat Elfline back. I think that, in a perfect world, that's what the Vikings want right now. All right. Well, I've got to face off in 20 minutes, and these old legs need to be stretched out. So I'll see you later. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Brian. Enjoy <laughs> that floor right. hockey, man. Brian in North Carolina giving us a call there. Matt in South Dakota, you are on Vikings Vent Line. What's up? Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. For sure. What's up? Any word on the Trey Wayne's injury? And then where was George Iloka today? Good question. Trey Wayne's had that breakup in the uh, end zone uh, where the, I can't remember, I think it was Pettis, the receiver for the 49ers. He looked like he was going to come down with it in the end zone, and Trey sort of got his arm in, jarred the ball loose, and then he was kind of gimpy a little bit when he got up. And uh, wasn't really the same after that. I'm not sure. We'll we'll talk with Matthew Collar a little bit later here and figure out if uh, what the word on him is. Uh, George Iloka. I I don't know if they really. I don't remember seeing George Iloka out there. Jonathan, do you remember seeing him out there? I don't there? remember I don't, seeing him. I don't remember seeing him out there very much. And maybe it might just be one of those situations where they didn't in, in this particular game they didn't really have a huge need they didn't for want him. To rush him back or rush him in. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah so, I just I, I was surprised that they signed him late, and then all of a sudden you think he was going to be a starter being used in the linebacker package, and then he just wasn't there. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting it's uh, an interesting thought. We'll, we'll ask Matthew Collar about that too. It, it might have just been a situation where because he is so fresh coming in. Thanks for the call, Matt. Uh, because he's so new to the team, and he's just trying to get himself more acclimated. And plus, there just might not have been a huge need for him to be out there. Uh, on the field uh, today in particular. but I mean, when you have Mike Hughes step up like he did, yeah, yeah, you get three picks off Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a pretty good end of last season, and he comes in and throws three picks for the first time in his career, loses for the first time in his career. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a dang good start for the, for, for the defense in the first game of the season. 
And how about Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way? I'm praising him on Twitter after he throws <laughs> that touchdown pass. Yep. And I'm thinking, man, Jimmy Garoppolo can play, man. And then he As proceeds. Happens. Yeah. And then he proceeds to throw the interception. He, th- he throws the pick six. Mm-hmm. And then he, well, no, I think he had actually thrown the pick six at that point already. I think so, yeah. I think so. But then he threw the pick to Xavier Rhodes, which was a terrible throw. <laughs> yep. And then he had his tight end wide open in the back of the end zone and overthrew him. And then he threw a bad pick to Harrison Smith to ice the game. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, thank you for uh, making me look a little <laughs> little bit silly. But you know what, though? I mean, credit to the Vikings defense, obviously. And I, and I think long-term, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is going to be, is gonna be uh, just fine. But today, 15 of 33, 261 yards. Uh, touchdown pass that he threw, and then he did throw three interceptions to Mike Hughes, Xavier Rhodes, and uh, Harrison Smith to, uh, to to sort of ice the game for the Vikings. A couple more stats for you in, in today's game. Uh, Latavius Murray, pretty solid run on the ball. 11 carries, 42 yards. Dalvin Cook in his first game back uh, after the ACL injury last year, 16 carries, 40 yards. But I think what stands out about Dalvin Cook is you're going to look at the rushing numbers and say, mm-hmm. Eh, you know, not not so much there, but in the passing game, and I think yeah. we all anticipated this yep. that Dalvin Cook was going to be a huge factor in the passing game, and he was six uh, six catches, fifty five yards. And uh, I think as we get further and further into the season, Dalvin Cook is going to get better and better and better, and um, he's going to be a big time weapon uh, for the Vikings going forward here, provided that he can stay healthy, which I think that's what we're all hoping for. Yeah. Adam Thielen, six catches, one hundred and two yards. Um, good game sneaky for him. Six receptions. Yeah, very sneaky. And uh, Stephon Diggs. And I want to talk about Stephon Ooh, Diggs for Diggs, a second man. here. So you're gonna look at the you're gonna look at the stat sheet. Three catches, forty three yards, yeah. and a touchdown. And he was targeted six times. The catches that he made, there was one where Cousins rolled out to the right and just kind of threw it up. Yep. Only where Diggs could get it, and he jumped up and made a terrific catch. Turned around and, and ran for a few more yards. There are not many wide receivers in the league that can make a play like that. that there are not make, many receivers, and this was the same play, that can make Richard Sherman fall almost on his face Yeah, with the cuts that he made and the route that he ran. He, You watch that replay, you see the the last move that he makes to make it look like he's going upfield, and Richard Sherman bites wholeheartedly and has to like stumble backwards to get back to Diggs. It was an amazing route. It Richard Sherman, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL now, he's not the same guy he used to be, but he's still one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Bit hard because of a route that or a move that Diggs made. So yeah, real good wide receiver, earned the paycheck today. Yeah, definitely. Um Laquan Treadwell, two catches, eighteen yards, a drop that he had that I mean, and and I know a couple of people have said, Well, it looked like <laughs> there was confusion between him and Rudolph and the ball was tipped and all that. It hit both your hands, buddy. It hit both of his hands. It was not like it was this super hard, deep pass that he had to catch. I mean, he he dropped it. It was like a seven-yard pass to him, and he just dropped the ball. So We're about a, There's a minute 44 left in overtime between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Pittsburgh has an easy field goal, and he shanks it to the left. Shanks it to the left. <laughs> Roethlisberger's having a pretty bad day. I think he's throwing three picks today, yeah. too, right? Yep, three picks for him as well <laughs> against the Browns, team my, that didn't win a game last year. My goodness. You are listening to the Vikings Vent Line, 651-646-8255. Still time to uh, take your calls. Let's do this, Jonathan. Let's take another break. All right. 
And uh, let's get Matthew Collar on the phone and see uh, see if we can get him on and get his thoughts on the game. And we still have time for your call. 651-646-8255. We'll be back. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings Vent Line now continues. Second and two. It's Cook right up the middle. First down into 49ers territory. Still going. Dalvin Cook fumble. It's loose. 49ers say they have it, and they do. First and 20. Four-man rush. Pressure. Garoppolo in trouble. Down he goes. All kinds of pressure. Richardson got there first. Griffin got the sack. They start off first and 10. Pressure up the middle. Fires! Intercepted by Rhodes! Xavier Rhodes with a one-hander. Yeah, that was an impressive interception by Xavier Rhodes there. Pretty bad throw by Garoppolo there, too. But, um, yeah, yeah um, we're back on Vikings Vent Line 651 646 8255. We'll see if uh, we can get Matthew Collar on here for a few minutes before um, before we finish things up. And of course, we still have plenty of time for your for your phone calls. Vikings win twenty four sixteen over the Cleveland, or not the Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco Forty ers See, I'm, I'm thinking about what's going on in Cleveland right now, right? Because we're pulling for for the Week One tie. Oh yes, absolutely. The Steelers and Browns are tied at at uh, twenty one in overtime right now. <laughs> and I think there's only like a minute or so left. Yeah, there's fifty two seconds left. Last the Steelers still have the ball, I presume. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, it's wow. Steelers ball right now. That that would be. And they've got over. They've got over half the field to go. So. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Week one ties. Here we go. That would be that would be something. Um Dalvin Cook. Now we we just got through talking about how okay, he had six catches, fifty-five yards, he had uh forty yards on the grounds on sixteen carries. Not a you know, not an impressive uh performance running the ball. I think part of that had to do with just the, the blocking wasn't really there up front for him. But he had the fumble there and uh oh, it looks like Ben Roethlisberger just got hit and lost the ball and the Browns are in scoring position with 36 seconds left. Ooh, okay. That would be something for Cleveland. Um, but yeah, you heard on the highlight that, uh, that Jonathan played coming back there. Uh, he had the little fumble there where he got loose and somebody came from behind, poked the ball out. Had me thinking about another, uh, former stud running back that this franchise had. We've seen that before. I hope that doesn't become Talking a habit. About a guy who, Thinks he could have once rushed for 2,500 yards. We're yeah. talking about the same guy here? I think we're talking about some so. guy that wore number 28. I just <laughs> I just hope. I love Dalvin Cook, and yeah. he's he's fantastic. I just hope that what we saw from that standpoint just is not something occurrence. that I uh, yeah. hope we don't see that too often. Mark N. Hopkins, you are on Vikings Vet Line. What's up? Hey, Manny. Um, I actually did not intake the game uh, watching it. I've been driving uh, back to the cities all day, so I've just been listening on the radio coverage. Um, it good, sounded like a pretty good, solid win from what I was hearing, but um, I guess my only complaint is uh, at the end of the half with, uh, with the Vikings driving and uh, getting into what should be Daniel Carlson uh, field goal range uh, with, with how much we've hyped up, how uh, the rookie has such a big leg. I, I'm surprised that they did not go uh, with him kicking a long field goal there because I think um, even if he misses that, that, that's one of those where you can say, you know what, we're we're at the end of the half here, and if you miss it, like it's it's a really long distance. Like a lot of kickers can't make it, but let's try it because you got a big leg. Uh, I think 
what they said was that it was a six-yard field goal. If if not, if I'm wrong, uh, correct me. But uh, I, I I would figure, you know, like let, let's take uh, let's use this kid's advantage and uh, let's get him some confidence building if he can make one from that deep, especially indoors. Yeah, Mark. Thanks for the call. That that's the Daniel Carson thing is interesting because. You know, he was a fifth-round pick, and they traded up to get him, and obviously they cut Kai Forbath, who was solid for the most part for the Vikings last year. He did miss some extra points and everything. Um, and then Carlson has the the game where, the, where he misses two field goals, the third preseason game against Seattle. He misses two field goals, and you're like, and this was after they cut Forbath. And you're like the game dude. immediately after, yeah. right? And you're like, <laughs> dude, what the hell? Like they just traded up to get you. Sends Minnesota fans into just right and scared. And I wonder if that might have been part of it too today, yeah. like where they were just a little bit worried. But at the right. same time, look, you you kept him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, him. he came back and he, he made a couple of kicks in the Tennessee game, the fourth preseason game, and you kept them around. Mm-hmm. So use them. I don't know, yeah. um, but he's something to monitor too. As uh, speaking of the Browns, <laughs> speaking of kicking games, they are going to uh, looks like they're going to try and kick a field goal here with 13 seconds left in overtime. I'm actually hoping he misses this kick. That that would be <laughs> that would be fantastic. Fair. Dave in Champlin, you are on Vikings vent line, and he did miss the kick. Wow, sorry, Dave. Go oh. right ahead. <laughs> um. First of all, I'd like to say I'm glad you're still on air. Thank you. We are, and, too. Uh, pardon me? I said we are, too. Yeah, and I'm going to Lucky's. And other than the offense, defense, and play calls, I thought it was a great game. And if uh, Zim ever had a time when he should talk about horseshoes, it should be today. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the call, Dave. Yeah, I again... I think overall the Vikings defense was pretty solid, but there were a couple of times, and Jonathan, I'm sure you'll agree with me, that yep. there were a couple of times where they were getting burned. The linebackers had kind of a rough day. Yes, they did, right in that middle. Yeah, right over the middle. There were some plays that the 49ers made over the middle Especially offensively. Especially in the first half. Yeah, there were a couple of quick slants that Garoppolo was hitting, and mm-hmm. those guys were open. Barr and Kendricks, I don't know, it was kind of a... I think it's time to make a call to another Kendricks brother who's out of a well, job. Yeah, well, I mean, he might be going to prison for 25 years. I don't know, but we'll see. We're not going to find that out until until later on. Um, yeah, so meanwhile, in Cleveland, the Browns are trying to hold on to a tie here, and Roethlisberger just uh, threw an incomplete pass, and I think that's it. That's our week one tie. We got a week one tie, folks. The Browns and Steelers have tied at 21. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, you've got the Browns, you've got this year's subject of hard knocks, and you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers who have all kinds of drama with Le'Veon Bell and the linemen. That's kind of a perfect fitting. And it's rainy and sloppy in Cleveland right now. But as Browns fans will say, it's not a loss. Yeah. I think Browns fans will take that for right now. I think they should. (laughs) I think they'll take that for right now. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you are listening to Vikings Vent Line. This is a show about the Minnesota Vikings, and they did beat the 49ers today, 24 <laughs> to 16. We've got a couple more minutes uh, to take your phone calls if you want to join us. 651 646 8255. Vikings win at 24 to 16. Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers. 
he was not good. There were a couple moments he made some nice throws, and he and he did have some nice gains in the first half. But overall, 15 of 33, 261 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions, 45.1 passer rating. They got to him a little bit. They sacked him three times today. Daniil Hunter. He was good. He was a monster today. Running down running backs, getting two tackles for losses, a sack. Man, he was disrupting Jimmy Garoppolo all day, and he, he was abusing the right side of the 49ers offensive line. He was impressive. Yeah, he was, and it looked like the 49ers, too, had some injuries on their offensive mm-hmm. line. I think they had two of their guards, two yeah, of their right, two right, guards, two right guards get injured. Yep, They were down to their third, their third uh, guard of the day. So uh, that was an offensive line that was banged up. And the Vikings, to their credit, they took advantage of it. They got to Garoppolo a couple times, forced um, forced some interceptions and forced some bad throws. And, um, you know, Mike Hughes, the, the the pick six that Mike Hughes had was, I mean, Mike Hughes made a great play, and, and he has the ability to to return things back for scores, as he did in college. So he did made a nice play on that, but that was due largely to the pressure that was in Jimmy Garoppolo's face and mm-hmm. made him – and make a bad throw. He didn't look so. like the same Garoppolo we saw at the end of last season. But of course, he's going up against. He's never seen a defense like this. I like don't this. think he went up. Not he yet. went up against Jacksonville last year, but uh, according to Jalen Ramsey, it was just all schemes. <laughs> just all schemes there for Garoppolo. That's why he looked so good. I like Jalen. I like yeah. Jalen Ramsey a lot. Same. Yeah, I, I think he's fun. People are not going to like him because he he talks a lot, but he's, he's confident and he's good, man. Yeah. He's very, very good. All right. Um, couple last takeaways from you before we uh, before we get on out of here. I think the offensive line. Yes, we should be concerned about it. Uh, I think the depth uh, around the rest of the team leads me to not be too concerned too much about that offensive line. There's depth everywhere else along along the team that can make up for the lack of depth on the offensive line. You saw it with the wide receivers them making plays. You saw it with Kirk Cousins making plays. Dalvin having Dalvin Cook back along with Latavius Murray. Man, that's a good backfield. That's going to be a fun backfield. The wide receivers were making plays for Kirk Cousins. They got open, and even when they weren't open and Kirk Cousins was making those throws, that was really that was really something to watch. Those perfectly placed passes, the one to Diggs in the touchdown, yeah. the one to Rudolph in the touchdown, that was amazing. Yeah, the, dig, the, the Diggs touchdown was, um, was fantastic. I mean, and Diggs was covered pretty well. And, um, you know, Cousins dropped it in on a dime and and Diggs gets a lot of credit for that too because he was in position to to make a play like that and so you know that was impressive impressive uh first performance for the Vikings not not the greatest but I this was kind of what I expected we talked about mm-hmm. in the pregame yeah. that and I actually predicted the final score would be 24 to 13 it was 24 16 there you go um so I'll, I'll I'll pat myself on the back for that a little bit <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of what I expected. I, I didn't think that this was going to be an offensive onslaught of just everything going perfectly for them. But I, I saw enough today to think that this is going to be a pretty good offense this year, and uh, just hopefully clean up some things on the offensive line and uh, get Pat Elfline back healthy, so we can get Brett Jones over to left left guard, which I think will be really helpful. And uh, we'll see how things go in Green Bay next week. Thanks to everybody who called for Vikings Vent Line. Uh, We were brought to you by Lucky's 13 Pubs. Thanks to them as well. Vikings win 24-16 for Jonathan Harrison. This is Manny Hill. Phil Mackey will be with us next week. And uh, 
Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Vikings win at 24-16. Goal Vikings, let's win this game. Goal Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em. Fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more.